the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Humbly take your seat in God's presence. Grace to you. Grace abounds. Powered for life and golly. That shall be your experience all through the year. Okay, so welcome to our first day. Amen. Of 12 days of grace. And by the time we are through, you will be changed into another man. All doors will open before you. God would have strengthened you mightily. God would have empowered you for exploits this year. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Okay, come with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. Say, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Receive grace to be a bountiful seed sower. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Then he says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not gradually or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now come to verse number 8. Let's go. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have abundance for every good work. That is your testimony this year. Your amen can be better. I said your amen can be louder. So on the 31st night, we started exploring this test and we looked at just the first phrase. And God is able. Stand to your neighbor and say, God is able. And here we are, we are in the year. And I'm still telling you, God is able. I said, God is able. He's able to exceed your expectations for the year. He's able to equip you for exploits. He's able to meet every need of your heart. Shout, my God is able. To be able is to have the ability and the willingness. And God is able and willing. God has the power and is willing to use it for your advantage. That's why this year you will not be disadvantaged. I said you will not be disadvantaged in any way. Favor is yours this year. Grace is yours this year. Health is yours this year. Advancement is yours this year. Progress is yours this year. Shout, I believe I manifested. So we touched on a number of things that we said God is able to do. He said he's able to save, he's able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. He's able to deliver. He's able to fulfill his promise. He's able to establish you. He's able to aid you in times of temptation. He's able to keep you. He's able to do far more far above all that you can ask or think and he's able to put down prideful people and then 
the focus is he's able to make all grace abound towards me. Say all grace are abounding towards me. This year, I have unlimited grace. I have grace for everything that is good and profitable. In the year, in the name of Jesus, I don't like divine ability. I don't like divine capacity to do that which God will require me to do. All grace abounds towards me. Now, it's interesting that in the text, 9 verse 8, he says, God is able to make all grace. He's able to make. Now, the number of times the word all appears is very interesting. God is able to make all. Somebody say all. all. Say all. all. All grace. And then he says, God is able to put you in a position where you are always. That always means all. Do you get it too? So the first all is all grace. Then he says, always. And then you have all sufficiency. Somebody say, all grace. Always. All sufficiency. In all things. For all good work. Can you see that? For all good work. For all good work. If you can believe this, your life is already transformed. All good work. He's able to make all grace abound. That you always. Some days you have money. Some days you don't have money. This year shall not be so. Always. Some days you are powerful spiritually. You feel like praying. You don't have the energy for prayer. Other times you have it. This year it shall not be so. Always. You will always be prayerful. You will always be generous. You will always hunt after souls. In the name of Jesus. He says he's able to make up. That's why you don't have to joke with this exercise we are engaged in. I mean, I was meditating on this test yesterday. And it kept coming to me. God is able to make available. The other thing is, are you able to position yourself to receive? Because if he's making available, then I should be on the receiving end. And there are various biblical avenues through which we receive that which God makes available. God makes a lot of things available to us. In fact, in Christ, all things have been made available unto us. But how we receive them, the differences between believers is based on their knowledge and their capacity to receive the things that has been made available unto us in Christ Jesus. All things are ours in Christ. That's what the Bible says. All things are yours. It's given unto us all things that pertains to life and godliness. If he did not spare his own son but gave him up freely unto us, how shall he not also with him freely give unto us all things? He said that he's able to make all things work together for the good of them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So the number of times all things are referred to is just countless. But how much of such things do we walk in? It's all predicated on our ability, the understanding, on the know-how to position to receive the things. You see, Love FM is transmitting, Joy FM is transmitting, Asasi Radio is transmitting. But if your frequency is not there, you can't receive what you are giving out. And it's the same thing. The things heaven has transferred to you, the things heaven has made available to you in Christ until you are placed where you ought to be by revelation and by the various aspects that scripture prescribes for us, you can never assess them. And this year, that shall not be your experience. You'll receive everything God has for you. I said you receive everything God has for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, you must understand that the subject of grace is inexhaustible subject. Because if you come to steady grace, you are studying God. That is who God is. God is merciful and gracious. That's his nature. 
The very core of God's being is grace. That's who he is. Take grace out and God does not exist. What makes God God is grace. And the subject of grace is what ushers you into the Christian life, what keeps you in the Christian life, and what will end you in the Christian life. So you start with grace. We don't, we don't start with grace and continue with works. We start with grace, we continue with grace, and we end in grace. The Bible said, God, he who had begun a good work, you didn't start your salvation. He started it. He who has begun a good work will also be faithful to complete it. That's why Jude says that, he says he's able to keep you faultless and to present you before his throne with the seed in joy. He's able to keep you faultless. Somebody say, I am kept by God. Say, I am saved by God. I am kept by God. Understand that? It's key. So you cannot. C.S. Lewis was a British uh, scholar, by uh, an uncommon theologian who wrote several materials and articles. And he was a scholar and also a, a lecturer. And so one time he walked into a, a common room where uh, some of the professors in Oxford, where he was at the time, had gathered. And they were having a debate. And they, he looked at their faces. They were perplexed. They asked, he says, what, what, what is going on here? They said, we are trying to understand uh, what makes Christianity different from all others. He said, ah, but that is easy. <laughs> I mean, something that they are, they are cracking their minds and their brains to understand they are not able to. He said, it's easy. And he just spoke it out. He said, if you are looking for that, which says Christianity apart from everything else, it's grace. Somebody say grace. Say grace. In almost every major religion in the world, it is man's effort to reach God. Grace is God's effort to reach man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Grace is God coming down to the level of man. Not man making an effort to reach him. You see, until God reaches you, you can't reach him. He's far above. He's seated far above. How do you reach him? He came down. That's why the Bible says that <laughs> when it pleased God, uh, he talked about when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. Born under the Lord, born by a woman, that he might redeem. Because if God had not made that means available, there's no way he would have been redeemed. Jesus took upon himself the form of a man. He didn't need to. But he had to do it so God could reach man. Are you not glad that we are not trying to reach God? God has reached us. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? That's why they're saying that I have found Christ is not true. Christ found you. Are you here with me? He found you. He found you. Many years ago, when I was sold to drugs and I was going, almost wasting my life away, there's no way I could have been saved, I could be here today, but for grace. Do you understand what I'm saying? Apostle Paul said, I thank Christ Jesus who had enabled me, that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Then he says, who before you, I was a blasphemer, an injurious person, a persecutor, but God saved me because of mercy. Then he says, and the grace of God was exceedingly abundant toward me. This year, you experience the exceeding grace of God. Amen. Can I hear a believing amen? amen? Can I hear a believing amen? amen? So, you need to understand this subject very well. When you understand this subject well, you will enjoy your relationship with God. And you can also understand where people are and allow other Christians to also enjoy their relationship with God. A lot of us, we condemn ourselves and then we extend the condemnation to other people. We condemn ourselves and extend it to other people. 
You can't find a believer who is consciously condemned, always condemning other Christians who has not already condemned himself. Because you can't give what you don't have. It's condemnation you have. That's why you are giving it out. The Bible says, there is now therefore no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. I hear with me. Understand grace. Because you see, when you understand grace, you live a grace-filled life. And then you are also gracious to other people. You know why a lot of people are unable to extend grace to other people? Because they don't understand grace. But when you see that you are a beneficiary of grace, you will understand what it means to extend grace to other people. This year, you will be a dispenser of grace. I say you will be a dispenser of grace in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. So when we talk about grace, what do we talk about? In the Greek, the word grace comes from charis. That is charis, Greek. That is a Greek word out of which we get the word grace, charis. And charis means in its simplest form, undeserved gift of favor. Somebody say undeserved gift of favor. Yeah, that which is given to you, which you, you couldn't have earned. Undeserved gift of favor. That is charis. Grace also means divine influence. Somebody say divine influence. Yeah, divine influence. Grace also means divine ability or power. Most of the time, the commonness understanding of grace, which of course, it's born out of the Greek translation of the word charis, is undeserved gift or favor, in which you will experience much of such this year. Amen. You didn't hear what I said. I said you experience much of such this year. Amen. Undeserved favor, undeserved or merited favor, you will experience it. Amen. Those that you are not expected to enter, you will enter. People you are not expected to meet, you will meet them. Amen. Places you are not ready for, God will take you there. Amen. People you don't know, God will give them access to you. Amen. God will give you access to them. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Wealth and finances you've not handled before, God will bring you into it. Amen. Shout, I receive it. I manifest it. Okay, so these are some of the biblical meanings of the word grace. But you see, a better understanding of grace, other than what we just talked about, will be appreciated when you begin to pick the word and study it from its context. Everywhere grace is used, based on the context is used, the understanding could be one of the three that I've talked about. Are you here with me? Yeah. The understanding could be one of such. And the first part, which is the most commonest part, but actually is the starting point. And if <laughs> it's good to start from here, but you have to move on. You know, in the book of uh, Peter, he talks about grow in grace. Grow in grace. So, you have to start from somewhere, be born into grace, and then begin to grow in grace. Where do we get it started from? And that is what we talked about there. Ephesians of the 2, verse 8 and 9. This is where we see grace as unmerited favor. That which is given to you freely without charge. Look at it. Let's read it together. For by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Then he says, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's grace. Grace is here defined as the gift of God. Undeserved favor is given you. You can't boast about it because you didn't work for it. Are you here with me? And that is how grace ushers us into our Christian life. We needed this to start our Christian life. Are you here with me? That's where grace, our journey in grace begins from here. He says, by grace we are saved. That's why nobody can ever pay any other price for salvation. Salvation is a free gift of God. Somebody salvation is a free gift of God. 
Say, I cannot earn salvation. It is gifted to me by the grace of God. So you have to learn to receive it as such. Many people cannot receive this free gift. And sometimes we make it difficult for other people to receive it because we, we come up with all kinds of things they must do in order to get it. But this is free gift. Free gift. Are you here with me? Now, look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. So we are looking at grace as undeserved favor, and it is in the context of salvation. Look at this. He says, who had, let's read it together, who had and called us with unholy calling, not according to, not according to, so there are two things that have happened here without our involvement. One, he, he has saved us, two, he has called us, not according to our works. Your calling is not by your works. Your salvation is not by your works. He said, but according to what? His own purpose and grace, which he was, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This is God's idea. He decided long ago that he will save man by grace. And he will save man in Christ. He says, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Look at Titus chapter 3 verse 4 and 5. The New Living Translation, please. He said, but when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love. Now, the, the word kindness and love can be represented by the word grace. When God, our Savior, revealed his grace. All right? That is what grace means there. He revealed his grace. How did he reveal it? God revealed his grace to us in the person of Christ. That's why the Bible says grace and truth. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Of his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. That's how God revealed it. God revealed it. Grace became a person. So, a lot of people feel that grace is a subject. It's a theological subject we said, but really, grace is a person, and that person is Christ. Where you meet grace, where you meet Christ, you have met grace personified. That's why, if you look at the life of Jesus, while he was on earth, everything about him was an expression of grace. He meets a woman in adultery, directly caught. Everybody says, we are condemning him. He has stones. She deserved to die. Jesus manifested grace. Why? Because when you meet grace, you cannot be condemned. I'm not complicating here. So he said, neither do I condemn you. I'm grace, and I can't condemn you. So go and sin no more. He set her free and gave her the capacity to do that which was better. Somebody say an Amen. Now, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, look at this. Look at this. I like this. Therefore, having been justified by... Let's read it. Let's, therefore, having been justified by... The word justify is, means just as if you have never sinned. You have been set free. You have been declared righteous. Just as if you have never sinned. It says, justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I have peace with God. Huh. I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sunday I'll talk about grace and peace. <laughs> How grace and peace comes. Now look at verse 2. He said, through whom also, verse 2, through whom also we have access. Through whom? Now, let's go back, please. One go. Therefore, having been justified, we have peace with God. Through who? Huh. So we have peace with God. We have been justified through Jesus. We have peace with God. Then he's going to say another thing that we also have through Jesus. Verse 2. He says, through whom? The same person, through Jesus. Whom also we have what? Access into this grace in which we what? And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. <laughs> Did you see that? 
So in grace we stand. In grace we move. In grace we have our being. Somebody say, in grace I stand. In grace I move. In grace I have my being. So salvation is a free gift to everyone who puts his faith in Christ Jesus as his Savior and Lord. Somebody say salvation. It's free gift that God gives to everyone who puts his faith in Christ Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's it. Romans chapter 3 verse 24, he said, Being justified freely by his through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I'm justified freely by grace. When we talk about grace, please understand and understand it very well. It is the gift of God that is given to men who do not deserve it. Romans 4 verse 1 to 5. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? Now look at this. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about. You know why in the book of Ephesians 2 verse 8, he says, For by grace you are saved through faith and that not of your works. It is a gift of God. Lest any man should boast. He says, if you did the works, you have to be praised for it. You have to boast about it. And he's telling us here that for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. <laughs> He'll come boast. You see, when we get to heaven, eh, there are many things you can brag about and boast about, but one of the things you cannot do anything about is your salvation. Praise the Lord. When it comes to salvation, it is only God we are all celebrating. Nobody Reaching out, giving, and advancing the cause of Christ. To the extent you do it, you have something to boast about. But when it comes to salvation, nobody has anything to boast. Praise the Lord. Because he says clearly, verse 3, he says, For what does the scripture say? Abraham did what? Believe God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now go to 4. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as what? Uh-huh. So what he's telling you is that, when somebody works for something, you don't say it's grace. But when somebody has worked for it, it is counted as something he deserves. And he, you own it to. Abraham didn't work for his ambition. Are you here with me? So, it is clear. You have to settle it from... When, when you, are, you settle this, you are able to do more for God. When you think that you have to work so that God will save you, you can't do much for God. But when you understand that God has saved you so you can work for him... That is a different thing. I pray that this year that shall be your revelation. I said that shall be your experience. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. So we can work from salvation. But we can never work for salvation. Never forget that statement I'm making. You can work from salvation. But you can never work for salvation. Somebody say I can work from salvation. But I can never work for salvation. Please meditate upon that text very carefully. That uh, uh, expression. You can work from salvation. Work from salvation. Live. Do everything from salvation. But you can never work for salvation. Number two, and I round up. Grace is divine influence on the heart by the Holy Spirit that enables you to will and do that which is naturally impossible to accomplish. I like this. Say it with me one go. Grace, I am setting your mind and your heart on how where it needs to be in order for you to experience what God has for us this year. So follow what I'm doing very carefully. We will meet When we meet, this is the preparation that will go on until next week when we start the conference. And it's vital that you get these fundamentals right. Let's go. Grace 
is divine influence on the heart by the Holy Spirit that enables you to will and do that which is naturally impossible to accomplish. Anything you find difficult to do, when grace comes, it becomes easy to do. Are you here with me? If you find it difficult to live holy, when grace comes, when you understand grace, it becomes easy. If you find it difficult to give, when grace comes, it makes it, makes it easy. So what we say, let us come therefore boldly to the throne of grace. You have to understand that we are coming to receive abilities that empowers us to do things that naturally we are not able to. You know, when somebody is very, very good at something, people say he has a grace for it. Have you, have, you, have you heard that? They say he has grace for it. It's a very popular statement. But you see, when they say it, usually they are referring to something natural. But grace is a divine influence. Somebody say divine influence. Yeah, divine influence. Divine influence. When a person is operating under grace, it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing. Look at it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I'm rounding up for us to continue tomorrow. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. Let's read it. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Mr. Hold it there. We make known to you the grace bestowed. Grace was bestowed. Something came upon the church. And this year, something is coming upon you. That same thing that came upon them is coming upon you. In this season of fasting and prayer, grace is coming upon you. Divine influence is coming upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus, every weakness, every limitation is giving way. In the name of Jesus. He says, moreover, we make you no know, grace was bestowed on the churches. Now look at it. What was the effect of the grace? When it came, what happened? Look at this. That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. This statement is a paradox that we need require years for you to explain. Praise the Lord. They were very poor. They were in deep waters. Poverty to the bottomless pit of poverty. Very broke. But the Bible says, when grace came upon them, they, they were so rich in liberality. Have you seen a poor person giving? Every poor person wants people to give to him. But when grace comes, in poverty, he will be given. This year, you are given. In all circumstances, you are given. In the name of Jesus. Now look at the testimony Paul gives in verse 3 as I close in a minute. For I bear witness. Let's read it together one go. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, beyond their ability, they were freely willing. They were freely what? They were freely, they were freely, they were freely according to number one, their ability. And two, beyond their ability. That's grace. That's grace. That's grace. Because ability, actually, they didn't have ability because they were poor. So they didn't have ability. But beyond ability, without even having any ability, grace came upon them and they were able to do far more. This year, grace is coming upon you. I said grace is coming upon you. In this season of fasting, grace is released. Grace to serve God. Grace to love. Grace to be dedicated. Grace to be a soul winner. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and for a moment, one minute, receive grace. It is bestowed. It is bestowed. It is bestowed. Grace. 
Every weakness gives way. Kadada bahadu se 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 leketua imbade vakatuse inta labrade vadasa monde kelete yakutasa bade ve ete lekredo se bede vandu golose ipradu lagatuse vende gelosete ipalokote yakilata zabadia vradokosa hey yakalose bredeva all grace 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 your prayer life shall be hot. Your prayer life shall be hot. Your dedication to God shall be constant. In the name of Jesus. Handi goloko sadadabadesa fadeke tula yegete brade kaluta ibade valusa frandoko sadabaha paleke tolate zenge tekele andagalote baliva sote kele tusa zembedevete ikadoko sadabadava vandiko lese pre tekelo siza in Jesus precious name as every head is bowed every eye is closed maybe you are here tonight and you have not responded to God's free gift of salvation and you want to receive this beautiful gift it's free all you need to do is to accept that you are a sinner in need of help in need of mercy if you are here like that you want to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior lift up your hands tonight let me pray with you this free gift can be yours this free gift can be yours. This is the best time. This free gift can be yours. You are here like that and you want to say, Pastor, tonight I've heard about his free gift, his love gift, and I want to receive it. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Anybody here like that? Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Anybody here like that? Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that in all things, will abound unto every good work. In Jesus' matchless name. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or Email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afwakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.